0: Hey everybody, this is Living It Up While Beginning Again. I'm Teresa, here with my husband Scott. Troy is around somewhere. I don't know, do you see him, honey? No. Uh, you know where he is? He's asleep because he's got a full stomach. Because we have just had another one of Scott's amazing meals that go in our Meals with the Neal's Cookbook coming soon. And I'll have to tell you, and everybody listening, I've had a lot of Scott's meals and I've had a lot of Scott steaks, but this was by far the best that you've ever cooked for me. Thank you. What was that all about? What was your secret
1: sauce? (laughs) Uh, uh, I guess the secret sauce was just putting a little garlic on the ribeye while it's cooking and some uh, real butter because you know what they say, everything's uh, better with butter. That's for sure. And so uh, it's not really good for you, but um, you know, I prayed about it. The Lord anointed it, so we're good.
0: well we're excited today because we uh, shared that meal with somebody who's grinning over there from mm. ear to ear I sure you am. know I've never i don't know that i know too many people that have as much energy as you do brad right. but we love it we want to breathe your air
2: awesome well we, right now it smells like coffee so i'm not sure you want to <laughs> breathe that air
0: I know everybody listening you're you're in for such a treat there's there's nothing like being with somebody who is totally on fire for the lord who is supernaturally supercharged and has a strength because he's so full of joy of the Lord like Brad does Amen. so I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up because Scott's got a better intro for you than me
1: <laughs> well you know uh, as I when I grew up as a as a young child I had I, never uh, had never heard of any places you could go to for prayer um, of course I, I wasn't saved at that time but uh um, and then when I was say got saved you know uh, a decade over a decade ago now I still never heard of a place you could really just go to for prayer. It is so biblical. I mean, it's so in in the word that we're two or more gathered and uh so you know we we met Brad, uh Brad Stroop, and I'm I'm not going to steal any of his thunder at all, okay? <laughs> but he but his mission is is on prayer and he's going to introduce his his uh, his uh business or affiliation to you. And we just want him to really Expound on how the Holy Spirit has moved him from the mission fields in Africa to the mission fields in Dallas, Fort Worth, Amen. and around the world. So, Brad, we're so really humbled just to have you with us today. Glad to be here. Yeah, you look full. Yeah, you know, it's a delicious. Yeah, steak. And, and and Brad can't eat, so uh, I, you know, he did enjoy the ribeye. If hey, you don't hear go my go voice door for door a while, ahead, Brad, I'm in the kitchen you? stealing the other steak. <laughs> I
0: was say, You can endorse
2: it. You can endorse it. That steak was delicious. Was yeah. Delicious mushroom sauteed on top of this swiss cheese melted in. oh <laughs> Come on, I'm ready for round 2. <laughs> I'm
1: ready yeah, for yeah. a nap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, uh Brad, uh again, we're so humbled just to have you with us and we just want you, you know, what is the name of your ministry and where you located and and uh just kind of expound from there.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's the history.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh well, my name is brad stroop and i'm the director of the prayer room
2: missions base mm-hmm. and uh we're uh, located in arlington and, and relocating here uh probably sometime this summer to Pantigo, which is still you know part of arlington pretty much and uh we've been doing daily prayer meetings for almost 10 years yeah. and um I, i've been doing ministry of some sort uh for about 15 years after i came to know the lord i was i grew up a, an atheist and had a, a powerful encounter with the holy spirit Uh, When I was 18 years old, a a friend of mine dared me to pray for the first time. He said, you're so arrogant, I know you won't do it, because you're just so filled with pride, but if you'd pray, God would hear your prayer, and he'd answer your prayer, and he'd come and visit you and minister to you. And I said, whatever, you're an idiot. Well, anyway, I I prayed that night for the first time to prove him wrong, not because I wanted God, but uh, I knew that I had to do it for real, or I wasn't going to be able to look him in the eye the next day and say, I did it. So I actually prayed and uh, expected nothing to happen. And man, was I shocked when the presence of the Holy Spirit filled my room, filled me with joy and laughter. And uh, that changed the course of my life. And uh, I knew then God was real, and he had a calling on my life. And, and um, fast forward, uh, did some youth ministry, and.
0: Can and, I just uh, say this? Yeah, the scripture that yeah. we just talked about is coming to mind. Then the scripture that we've, most people have heard that have been around for a while, no man or woman comes into the father unless he draws him. Amen. So, so that's exactly what happened because people Amen. listening are like, I, can, I, I want that, but he's the one that's going to draw you. It's
2: the Lord that draws the heart. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sorry.
0: I just no, no, go ahead. <laughs> it's <laughs>
2: absolutely good word. And so, uh, so I did youth ministry for a number of years and during that period of time, I felt the Lord speaking to me about Africa about going to Africa in a wild, uh, uh, ill-advised version of missions uh, to go with nothing and uh, just pray that the Lord would do something awesome. And, but I prayed about it for three years and knew that it was God. And so I spent a season over in Africa and saw the Lord do some incredible things and was and just, just so blessed by uh, just His kindness and, and the supernatural provision that I could not have planned that trip if I'd have had 10 years to plan it. Uh, the Holy Spirit just broke in and, and uh, did some amazing things. Well, a period of time went by, and he also then made it clear to come off the mission field, which uh, was uh, much to my chagrins, but I did obey and came home, and and, uh, uh, it was a period of waiting uh, for uh, just kind of that next assignment. You know, as believers, we we have mountaintop experiences, we have valleys, but the key is faithfulness. You just keep saying yes to Jesus in every season. So I was in the Bible, and I was praying as best as I knew how, and uh, was meeting with believers and was doing some discipleship on the side. And I'm sitting on my couch one day, and I uh, had really had been hoping for a period of, you know, all the time that I've been off the mission field, about a year, been hoping that the Lord would get me back into missions, foreign missions in Africa. And I'm sitting on the couch, and I'll never forget it. The Lord changed my entire life in uh, about three seconds. I'm sitting there on the couch just reading a book. I don't even, you know, know it didn't have anything to do with what the Lord spoke. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, I hear a voice of the Holy Spirit just inside. It wasn't audible, but it was so loud in my heart. Start a daily prayer meeting tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. and don't stop until I come back.
0: Mm.
2: And when I heard that, uh, I had a lot of questions. Uh, 5 a.m. Oh, God, why? <laughs> uh, daily prayer seems like chains to me. Mm. Uh, till I come back, whatever in the world that means, come back, like come back, come back, like to the planet, like.
0: From the dead, like
2: second coming, like Jesus returned to the planet. Right. Not anything I'd ever thought about mm-hmm. before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, one thing that was clear is the Lord wasn't asking me. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, was right. this was a very clear. This is your assignment. That's good. And so we started prayer meetings the next morning, September twelfth, two thousand and five. I'm sorry, September thirteenth, two thousand and five. Got the call on the twelfth, and uh, I just sent out some phone calls that that uh, night before. And we had 11 uh, rowdy 20-year-olds show up at my door the next morning at 4.45 a.m. banging down the door, let us in. We want to come have this prayer meeting in your living room. Well, we've never missed a day since. And we started uh, seven-day-a-week prayer meetings. And then we added a second prayer shift. As time went on, we started doing every day, every morning, every night. And we were doing 14 prayer meetings a week in my living room. And then some time went on, and we grew out of that and grew into uh, uh, another uh, space. We I got married in the course of time. Uh, It was time to get the prayer meetings out of the living room. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard to have a family life at all when you got people coming over 14 times a week to your house. And so we we had a bunch of 20-year-olds throw their money into a a bucket, you know, over the course of six months and said, God bless it. We're given, Lord, we need you to increase this. And a bunch of 20-year-olds were able to raise about $45,000 in six months. We put a down payment on another house. We remodeled it and turned it into a prayer room. Mm. And then for a period of about two years, we were actually running a shuttle service. Uh, to from an abandoned parking lot. We bought a janky old minivan and we bought some shuttle vests and uh, we had drivers going back and forth to this house. We did that for a couple years and things grew. We started adding a third prayer meeting a day, a fourth prayer meeting a day. Well, we outgrew that as time went on. Mm-hmm. And then we got into a lease space over mm-hmm. on Cooper and Pioneer in, uh, in Arlington. We were there for three years and we grew. We added more prayer meetings and added more prayer meetings and and, uh, and then uh, that our lease ran out there, and we moved into a local church that we've been in for the last couple of years, and we added more prayer meetings. Mm-hmm. Now, at the it's almost 10 years. I mean, we're at the nine-and-a-half-year mark now. We're currently 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. And that's with live worship. So there's never a moment where there's not songs being sung, music being played— and then I
0: love that part. We
2: figured out a way yeah. to make intercession flow in the midst of an environment of worship. And if you've got worship mm-hmm. going on all the time,
0: That's right. it's a
2: room people want to be it in is. and read their Bibles and encounter God yes. in. Yes, yes. Oh, wow.
0: That's so awesome, Brad. And so what we're saying here in a nutshell, too, is if you want prayer... And at certain weird times of the day or the night, we got this weird guy that's been called by the Lord just to do something about it. The Lord's it. weirdo, right? I here. know, you know, we love that. And uh, prayer. I mean, when we heard about this, you know, from a mutual friend that you know i know you, it's going to be 24 7 but amen. the hours that they have right now are still so accommodating for just whatever yep. it's just amazing brad so if y'all need prayer out there it's strange hours early hours this is the place to go
1: amen mm. amen go ahead, Annie. well you know you, you really kind of explained a lot of it brad but what you know what's the mission yeah. and the purpose of the prayer room it's so good yeah. uh
2: you know, when we when we read Jesus's response to a trick question he was being asked in uh, in Matthew uh, 22, um, he's being asked by the Pharisees, which is the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? And they're uh, trying to pin him to pick up and say one of the, the 10 commandments. And Jesus bypasses that. And he says, actually, Deuteronomy 6, 4, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so we look at this and we go, you know what? We're so used to ministry being primarily about ministering to people. And people are important. Jesus died for people. I mean, we got to minister to people. But somehow in the process of this, we've completely lost the reality that the majority of the references in the Bible to the word ministry are actually talking about priests ministering to God. Now, think about ministry to a person. You think, I'm going to help this person. I'm going to help them in in a tough spot in their life. I'm going to give them something. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to help this person. I'm going to meet a need in their heart. Well, what an interesting concept that the majority of the references in the scripture about ministry are actually priests ministering to God's heart. So we're a ministry that wants to touch people. We want to bless people, and we've been able to see the Lord do crazy things over the years. We've seen people come into that prayer room and give their lives to yeah. Jesus. Uh, people come into that prayer room and get healed. We've had people come into that prayer room and encounter the Bible and fall in love with Jesus. We've had an angelic encounters in that prayer room. I mean, there's been a wild things happening in that prayer room. But to me, the sweetness of it and the mission that that the, we feel like the Lord gave us is adore Jesus night and day. You know, In the nations of the earth, Satan is lifted up, and sin praises the name of Satan 24-7. All across the earth. But how many places in Dallas Fort Worth is the name of Jesus exalted 24-7, literally nonstop? Mm -hmm. None. Mm -hmm. And I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Lord commissioned us to be one place, and I think there'll be many, Mm -hmm. but to be one place that adores him 24-7 and then prays for his kingdom purposes. So we actually we look at the scriptures and see what is the heartbeat of God. What does he care about? He cares about lost people coming to know Jesus. He cares about the church being the church. He cares about revival coming to the region. He cares about justice being made. He cares about a nation of Israel. I mean, he, he cares about these things. And so we—widows and fatherless children. Amen. All the oppressed, all those that are on drugs and are are you know are oppressed and have all these difficulties. And so we have prayer meetings focused at praying for those kingdom objectives, mm-hmm. and then lots and lots and lots of worship yeah. because we believe Jesus is worthy of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you said something about a place. So let's talk about this new place that we yeah. were out and, and saw. We're so of glad a, to have
2: you guys out there.
0: We have a soft heart and in in a place in our heart for this little sleepy part of Amen. Arlington Amen. called Pantico. But, but there's some people out th- with bigger names out there being uh, Jerry Jones and uh, George W. Bush Come that on. knew something about what they were doing based on what they built That's out right. in this area, That's which right. is, what, 10, 15 minutes away? So, maybe we should not be saying that and keep it a secret. Totally. For us. Mm-hmm. No, but anyway, I'm, I'm just excited that it's going to be there because, as you know, we have some ministry ourselves going on in that part of Arlington. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, we were there, and you got a, a, an amazing thing going on based upon where you are right now in right. this church over in another part of Arlington, right. and you're in transition. You want to tell us about that? Sure,
2: sure. Yeah, we've been there about two years, and the pastor's and you can, been... you all
0: see the picture that is going up right now. Great. Uh, that's what it currently looks like. Right. And then there's the new rendering you can see now with the black awnings. That's how what it's gonna that look how pretty like. No! I love it.
2: So we've been uh, at this local church for about two years, and the pastor's been amazing to us. But, you know, if you've ever stayed uh, at a friend's house for more than a couple of days, <laughs> you stay for a week or a yes, couple weeks, you're welcome it's it's a little rough because it's not home. <laughs> And so as gracious as a host as they've been to us, it hasn't been home for us. Mm -hmm. And our demographic is mostly young people. We've got a lot of 20 and 30-year-olds, young families, uh, some older, some younger, but that's kind of the main group. And we need a home. And so beginning of this year, we really started to feel like the Lord was speaking about a new place for us. And then just the torrent of the Lord just came through, began giving us dreams and words about a specific building over in Pantigo. And so my leadership team, we started going over there every day, all of us at different times, driving around that building and praying, God, give us that building, give us that building. They got a contract on the building. We prayed, Lord. Y'all were Lord.
0: all getting the same dreams.
2: We were all get, we had 11 dreams. Seven people had 11 dreams about in the two same. weeks about the same building. I've never had anything happen like that before in my life. It was H- powerful. Had
0: anybody seen it before and said, hey, let's start praying about this Only building? Only me. Only me. Okay.
2: At that point. Awesome. And so we just had a crazy swirl. Yeah. And so uh, there was a contract on the building. We said, "Lord, we feel like it's supposed to be ours. Break that contract, get that person into a better place." The Lord broke the contract, moved that guy on. We said, "Lord, we need a loan." The Lord, got us the loan. We said, "Lord, you know we, we need them to accept our low offer because we don't have a lot of money. We got the greatest deal on this space over there. It's about sixty five hundred square feet. It's going to work perfect for us. Great size prayer room, great size lobby. We also run a part time Bible school and train people up in a lifestyle of prayer and commitment to Jesus and and so we get to run our Bible school upstairs, run our prayer room downstairs, and in the process of all this, we needed to do a remodel. So we started saying, Lord, we wanna see you move. We need money, and a bunch of 20-year-olds don't have it, and if they had it, they'd already given it, because we we needed money a long time. Mm -hmm. We said, Lord, we need about $65,000 to remodel this building, and we had some people start giving a little bit, got about $12,000 in, then somebody gave us a $15,000 gift, which was just so exciting and exhilarating, But in the process of this, we were praying, Lord, you know what? We need the 65. But I pray in your mercy that you'd give our community an incredible encouragement and that you would give us in a one-time gift that somebody would give this ministry $50,000. And we prayed that for about two and a half months. A couple weeks ago, I walk into the prayer room and there's a basket with $50,000 in cash in it. So now we've got more than what we need to do the remodel. Well, I,
0: and I just wanna s i just wanna say that it's so cool and we've already heard this story. Now we also wanna we also wanna remind people because people can give people that have not heard this before can give yeah. start giving things away and not understand why God is not honoring it. Amen. You are not just, you know believing and praying y'all were also doing your part which was also giving Amen. tithing Amen. and giving offerings That's it's right. so important we've never done a podcast on this we will at some point mm. we're under some fabulous teaching with pastor robert morris Absolutely. at gateway church and the blessed life but we've noticed mm-hmm. in our own situations personal and ministry that people need to hear the other side of this you're so right it's so miraculous so what right. god is doing but you guys weren't just out there acting crazy nope. and being not being good stewards right. of what you'd already given right. you were given above the tithe
2: right okay Absolutely. so I
0: really wanted to stress yeah, that. yeah yeah
2: let me just throw in one more point on that i mean yes. there's so many scriptures that it's the same bible that says if you believe in jesus you'll be saved mm-hmm. that says give and God will give back to you. That's and he's right. talking about money. He
0: is. I mean, it's, it's not the, only money, but it's at least it's money. It's the law of yeah. Genesis. What you're going to give, that's what you're going to sow. going so right. You're not going to plant apple seeds and get a pear totally. t- trees. You're going to get apple seeds. Right. So if you need money, you right. need to be sowing totally. offerings mm-hmm. and t- tithes and offerings Absolutely. of money, Absolutely.
2: people. Everybody needs to tie it uh, to their local church and let that only be the beginning. That's it. Then find other places to sow into, people, missionaries, groups. those are groups. offerings. Those are offerings. That that's over you and above. Over and above. That tithe
0: will keep your head above water and keep you from the devourer. But those Amen. offerings are what...
1: you're in the blessing, absolutely. Not,
0: or you can help other people.
1: Come on. You know, and so many people <laughs> misinterpret the scripture also that money is... They misinterpret it as money is the root of all evil. Money is a root. Mm-hmm. Money can be a root of it's evil. the love of it. Okay? Because you, you <laughs> worship it. It becomes an idol. Okay? But when you give it away... Amen. Okay? Come for on. the glory of God and His kingdom... Then God wants to usher that back to you, doublefold, trifold, tenfold, because He knows He can trust you. That's right.
0: But it, it, I have to say this too, mm-hmm. because and it's not difficult. Mm-hmm. The Bible also says to give with a cheerful heart. Yeah. That's right. That's if you're hearing right. this teaching and think you're just going to start dropping money anywhere with the wrong motive. Right. It's you're not. You might he as well it. not. Yep. It is with a cheerful heart That's where right. you're moved in your heart, mm-hmm. not in your flesh, mm-hmm. with the right motive. Where God is telling you. That's the key. That's the secret sauce.
1: Amen. Uh, that's right. So we're, we're just, that's an encouraging story. To yeah, know, it is. But <laughs> you guys that you guys weren't saying, hey, man, you know, we uh, we, we got to have $50,000 by tomorrow or, you know, this isn't going to work. You know, we're just going to fold up the tents and just, just keep walking through the desert. No, y'all continue to pray for it For months, it yeah. Because, you know, just like you says, you have faith as small as a mustard seed. You can move that mountain. Amen. And,
0: and I love Amen. the fact, too, Brad, that y'all weren't begging people for money. Nope. You weren't manipulating right. people for money. You were in the back doing what you're supposed to be doing where nobody's looking but God and you were praying. Amen. I love that.
1: Amen. Anyway. Thank you so much. I mean, that's okay. awesome.
0: Okay. Okay. okay, look, we interrupted him. I'm sorry. That's just what well, Holy Spirit good. does. Yeah. You're good. So I interrupted you because we wanted to insert that good teaching yeah, right there. So that's in there. me. That's my <laughs> gift. And then y'all get back into the evangelism part. Ah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Get out of it. Well, you're talking about the demographics. I want to uh, concentrate on that a little bit. But 20 and 30 year olds, yeah. uh, younger families. Yeah. Um, of course, you, oh, those of you who uh, are a little older, um, um, uh, I'm not saying I am by any <laughs> means. But, no, but I'm no. looking at a 20 year old across yeah, the th- There you table. go. Well, right thank now. you very little. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Teresa and I are in our 50s, and. and uh, and but you know, but we're charismatic. We we love the Lord. We love yeah. to express our, our our love for Him in, in song and worship um, as well. And so, anyone in the Dallas Fort Worth area, Absolutely. it doesn't matter if you're ten months old, right. or you're a hundred years old. That's right. Just so happens, God is calling these twenty and thirty year olds to this to this mission. Yeah, which people who are older, uh, than like like myself, and people that are in their sixties, seventies, what a glory! I mean, this generation right now needs 20- and 30-year-olds yeah. to say, you know what, man, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because of the because of everything that's going on in the world today. Amen. And I think that's so encouraging because you don't hear a lot of that. Mm-hmm. In a church environment, how many churches do you go to that go, well, our demographics are mainly 20- and 30-year-olds. Really? Right, right. So I just want kind of express that yeah, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, kind yeah. of talk about it, if you don't mind about
2: that. I think that's so cool. Absolutely. Well, it's yeah. uh, it's a huge blessing yeah. because you got to figure twenty and thirty year old bracket is uh, it's right after people have come out of high school and have decided whether they're going to leave the church or they're going to continue to oh. walk with the Lord. It's a season of time where the distractions are the highest. It's mm-hmm. a season of time where there's options and opportunity. I mean, they're the young, they're the you know the restless ones of the generation and. And uh, to see that bracket give their lives to Jesus in wholehearted abandonment, you got to figure everybody that's involved, they're a part of a local church, they've got a job, they've got a family maybe, I mean, some family, if Mm -hmm. not married and kids. And then they're also giving themselves to prayer meetings every week. All our prayer meetings are two hours long. We do 63 two-hour prayer meetings. Wow. 126 hours a week. uh, Every week. We never change it. It's always 126 hours a week. 18-7, Eighteen seven, you know, and uh, and so they're coming and they're signing up for these prayer meetings uh, to be able to give their heart to the Lord, to be able to grow in a life of prayer, to be able to be a blessing to their family because uh, spiritual leaders that pray are better spiritual leaders. And so you got dads of households <laughs> and moms That's of true. households, you got kids that are in prayer meetings. You know, I, I didn't share any of these testimonies with you yesterday, but uh, my two and a half year old, will sometimes, we've got a little baby monitor in mm-hmm. the room, we'll hear her praying herself to sleep. She's what? two and a half. She prays on the mic. Wow. We've talked, I mean, we just, she's watched it. She's in an environment. She worships and it's real worship. Yeah. And this isn't unusual. I'm not talking about my two-year-old. I'm talking about the two-year-olds around the prayer room because this is the environment that they're in. They're raised in a radical environment where Jesus is real, where he listens to prayer. We tell them, you prayed for that fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Jesus answered your prayer. Here's the money. Uh. And it blows their mind at age two, three, four, yes. ten. They're seeing Jesus be real. Uh. Now yeah. the same thing on the other bracket. So now you're talking about the 40, 50, 60 fifty, sixty-year-olds. Uh-huh. There's so many that have been longing to see a move of God. They're longing to see authentic faith. They get around these twenty-year-olds and it makes them a twenty-year-old. Mm. And they love it. Mm. So I love the moms and dads in the faith. We, I wish we had more 40, 50, 60-year-olds around. And, uh, and I just think one of the things that the Lord has done to date is I think he's kept us hidden. Hmm. And uh, we've been a very small tucked away ministry that uh, nobody knows about. And I think uh, I think some of that's going to be shifting in this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Lord's just had purpose to kind of keep us tucked away. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm just so excited to see what the Lord does in this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. There's nothing wrong with that. It was all preparation time. Amen. Okay, so the other day when we were talking, we asked you just about some really cool, unusual, angelic, whatever you want to call it, experience that you yeah. can share with us. Oh, yeah. I'll,
2: I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll share like two or three okay. uh, that are they're just short ones. Um, so I can remember two times that the, the, the experience was nearly identical. Uh, it was two times at the other facility that we were at that we were in the prayer room and there was only three of us in the room i'm wandering i'm pacing in the prayer room praying whatever i'm praying we got a worship leader on stage and there was a prayer leader that was there and uh and the prayer leader and the worship leader kind of running the meeting and i'm just in the room pacing and i can remember this happening two times you know maybe a year apart that we all heard singing voices
0: Hmm.
2: and we looked at each other because we were all hearing the angels singing with us in the room, mm. hearing it
0: mm.
2: through the speakers. And we were freaked out. <laughs> and we just felt, the, not just the, wow, this is neat. We felt the awe of God in the room. We felt the presence of God. You know, we, there are many times there are angels that mm. we are not mm. able to see, oh, yeah. and they are real, and they are doing stuff, and that day they were singing. Wow. And we had that happen twice got a testimony of uh, one of the guys in the ministry. He was a gangbanger, tut, just a total mess. And uh, his family started getting saved and coming around the prayer room. All of them started one at a time giving their lives to Jesus in the prayer room environment. And so their hearts are just getting lit up, and they go from, from lost in the world to radical on fire, passionate, uh, devotionalized with Jesus. And uh, he's watching this happen, and he, he decided to come check us out one day. And he comes in after being in his car for a long time thinking, well, am I really ready to go into this building or not? He finally comes in and he sits in the lobby. But in himself, it's that whole, you know, I I won't darken the hall of a, you know, the doorway of a a, a church kind of a concept. He says, I will not go into that prayer room. And uh, he just sits out in the lobby for like 45 minutes. And eventually he just like, this is dumb. I'm leaving. He goes out to his car and he starts the car and he says, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. He hears the audible voice of God in the car, lost. Mm. That was the smartest thing you've ever done. Now I want you to go back in there, get right with me, and go back to that place every day of your life for the rest of your life. Hmm. He has come back. He lives in that place. So cool. He's the wow. most sweet disciple, most incredible guy. Then the Lord hijacked him in the parking lot and said, get your tail back in there, find me in that room, and then live in that place. This was the smartest decision you ever made. Out of, out of his own mouth, he's saying, man, this was just so dumb. This was so crazy, you know? Mm. Uh, one of the things I, I think I shared with you guys and I'll end with this one uh, story-wise, um, there's so many times where we'll have people come into the prayer room and they'll say, I don't know what it is, but I feel the presence of God a little thicker in this room than i do in the lobby than i do outside than i do anywhere else i feel the presence of god and i just think about that and go well you know he is being worshiped in that room 18 hours a day seven days a week i think maybe there's a little bit of a thin space there mm-hmm. you know between heaven and earth where we're, we're just a little closer and uh and we'll have people all the time tell us that when they're in that room they just feel the anointing on the word they're in that room they just find it easier to engage the lord in the place of prayer Well, the Lord's the one that told us to start this thing. This wasn't my idea to start a prayer ministry. I was trying to get back into missions. Mm
1: -hmm. The
2: Lord was jealous. The Lord was jealous that there would be a place in Arlington where his name was lifted up Mm -hmm. night and day. Mm -hmm. And that through that, who is it that's going to lift his name up? People. Mm -hmm. Well, what people? People that encounter his presence Mm -hmm. and get transformed Mm -hmm. and then become radical worshipers. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's so fun to watch the accidental discipleship Mm-hmm. that occurs in that room when people come in week after week after week their junk's getting washed off of them they're getting right with jesus the word of god's coming alive they're hearing the word of god sung and prayed and spoken and read mm-hmm. and it's just washing them and transforming them it's really really sweet yeah.
0: we can't wait until you're in your new building yeah you yeah. and me both but i want to tell you, you know scott and i we are we're attending gateway at the grand prairie campus yeah and uh, Carrie Job's parents are the pastors over that. And I've heard before, you know, their uh, story and raising their children. And that's the exact kind of environment that Carrie was raised in and radical, you know. And so, hey, you know what? Everybody that is listening, you know, it's so down. important that your kids s- see that, you know, especially if God has a call on their life at some point. It's been real, to, you know, to, to her her whole entire life. And your kids are, are blessed. Ooh. They're seeing oh, this man. and being exposed, you know?
1: Well, you know, this has been, I mean, I don't know about y'all listening, you know, whether you're in, in Europe today, England, Can- Canada, Middle East, across the street in the United States. What an inspiring and awesome um, testimony that we're hearing today from Brad Stroop and and uh, and his mission uh, that God's given him the prayer room. One one thing I'd like to, to ask you, Brad. You know, in ministry, we all need something. Sure. Okay. That's just that's just the way it is. It's real. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus. I mean, when he was on the mission field and his twelve disciples, they walked through the fields. He said, "Go ahead and pick you something to eat." Mm-hmm. I mean, you need something to eat. Eat. Yep. You know. Yep. They needed it. Um, what awareness do you want to bring to people? Uh there any uh, need for volunteers, donations, yeah. you know? Just kind of expand on that just That's a little great.
2: bit. Yeah, thank you for uh, that. That's, It's so real. Um, we're a parachurch organization. What? parachurch organization. So we've got people coming from maybe 50, 60 different churches. Mm. And we tell all of them, tithe to your local church. That's the storehouse. Tithe to your local church. Yeah. And then give us the other 90%. Right, right. Real simple. <laughs> and it's real simple. Uh, but the, the point with that is we tell people to tithe to the local church, and they do, and then whatever it is that they're able to give is typically uh, not 10%. You know, it's typically something else. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we want to just bless and be an honorable ministry before the local church in the region, but it does make the finances pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just uh, encourage people that are blessed by the vision to partner at any dollar amount a month. It could be $5. I mean, if 2,000 people do $5 a month, man, you got something. <clears throat> and uh, as we're moving into this new facility, it's going to be awesome. But there are also some increased costs. And so uh, we'd just love for people to consider sewing in on a monthly basis anything $5, $500, $50, whatever. <clears throat> That's a, it's a real need. The second is the beautiful expression of people coming from 50 or 60 different churches. All of our worship teams are blended as far as from different churches. It's the worship leader from that church and prayer leader from that church. And uh, and so we love to get people involved. The doors are open 18 hours a day to anybody to come in, rest in the presence of the Lord, read their Bible, cry, get prayed for, sing the songs, worship. The doors are always open. But what we need is people to join the effort mm-hmm. to actually say, you know what? I'll pick one prayer meeting a week and I will help build night and day prayer in this region because Jesus is worthy and because the kingdom objectives need to be prayed for.
0: Well, and you'll train them too, right? Totally. Okay.
2: Totally. We've got a whole process of training worship leaders that want to be worship leaders but aren't worship leaders yet. We have a process. Mm -hmm. People who want to be a prayer leader, we'll train them. People who want to be a singer or a musician, I mean, we've got all kinds of process. We just need people to just say yes, that just say, I'll give the time. And so because we do prayer meetings all week long, we had to figure out, well, what is the best way to do that? We break them down to two-hour meetings. Okay. So we do 63 two-hour meetings. So we need people to commit to one of those two-hour meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can pick whatever one works mm-hmm. in their schedule. I mean, we're open all day and uh, all weekend, you know. And so it's, there's always a time that somebody could pick and say, you know what, I could do, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a, on a, a Friday or, or on a Saturday or, a, or Tuesday night or whatever, picking a prayer meeting and then coming and getting involved and we can help train with whatever measure of eagerness there is, whatever area or skill set people want to learn.
0: Awesome. That's, great.
2: That's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, before we ask you the last question, mm-hmm. is there anything, anything we're leaving out?
2: You know, I just, uh, I think that our Bible school is uh, so important in this hour. Mm-hmm. I believe that we're living in some tumultuous times right mm-hmm. now. And, uh, you know, part of my commissioning Uh, whether I understood it then or even understand it now, the Lord said, start a daily prayer meeting and don't stop until I come back.
1: Mm -hmm. I really
2: think there's something to that. I really believe that we're living in a generation that's going to see tumultuous times. And uh, and I believe that there are people alive on the earth right now that are going to see Jesus return. And even if I'm wrong about the timing of that, it's going to be soon after. And so our Bible school is, uh, we call it the Forerunner Equipping Center. And it's committed to calling people into a lifestyle of prayer that understand the times that they're living in. Mm-hmm. So we teach on uh, the Sermon on the Mount lifestyle, prayer and fasting, cultivating a life of prayer, uh, the heart of intercession. We, we teach on intro to the end times. We teach on the role that, uh, that Islam has in the end times and mm-hmm. all, all those unique dynamics. We, we teach on a number of different things and um, uh, uh, how to have an intimate uh, life with Jesus yeah. and, and to be fully for Him in leadership lessons. And so we have this Bible school, and one of the things that's unique about it is Our thought, our tagline is uh, theological education in the context of night and day prayer. Mm -hmm. So the idea is they're in the prayer room as many hours as they're in the classroom Mm -hmm. or more. Mm -hmm. And that way they've got an environment to take what they're learning and grow. And with all that, we have an internship. That's an awesome opportunity for anybody who's just feeling funk. You know, they want to, they want to give their life and just go for it with Mm -hmm. Jesus for a season we do a four-month-long internship that will rock your world, that will get you in the place of prayer, build you godly community, uh, cast vision for you about your life, get you in the Word, deep Bible teaching. It's a sweet, sweet thing that we do, and we offer that on a semester basis. So there's just a couple of ways for people to uh, you know, be able to see kind of how, how things work from our Bible school mm-hmm. standpoint and how to get involved.
0: Wow. Well, here's awesome. something that I think that would be kind of cool that you could just mention to just a layperson. Anybody listening, because we've done some podcasts on prayer before. Yeah. If you wanted to say something to our listeners just to... Give them just a little bit suggestion on maybe just a little nugget that you could give them to increase their prayer life. How could they be praying differently?
2: Oh, that's so good. I'm glad you asked that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, one of the things that in my business, you know, my business is getting people to pray. Yes. That's my business. And uh, we've been doing this now for 10 years. And one of the things that I've just noticed is just an absolute uh, uh, reality. People who schedule time to pray, pray more than people who don't. And, uh, it just, you know, so many times I think we, we have a overinflated version vision of our personal prayer life with Jesus. And we think, well, I pray this much and pray, you know, I don't think we pray quite as much as we think we do. And, uh, and those that schedule it, pray it more. Okay. And what happens is it's just like anything else. If you, uh, if you give yourself to something in an intentional way, well then when you're not being intentional, it's second hat Mm. and it's, it, it, there's more overflow. So if you give yourself in an intentional way to blocks of prayer, then you will pray not during those blocks only, but you'll pray more as a result because it's in your heart more. And that's one of the reasons we encourage people to join prayer meetings. And, uh, and there are a number of places that people can do that. But one of the things that we found is the second part of this, that this is just answering your question, accountability is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people tell us that they're going to commit to a prayer meeting, we actually put them in the schedule. And they're there. And when people show up for their prayer meeting, we actually have them sign in, like a little check mark. And it's, it's helpful to them to know, you know what? I was having kind of a bad day today. But I came to my prayer meeting because I told Jesus I'd be here and because I told the people that I'd be here. And I am so glad I came because mm-hmm. I walked in the door, got prayed for. Five minutes into worship, my heart's engaged with, Jesus, engaged with Jesus. All the funk of the day is gone. I'm not having a bad day anymore. I'm having a great day. I don't know how many times I've heard that testimony. Hundreds and hundreds of times I've heard that testimony. I'm so glad I was committed to this prayer slot today because I came even on a day I didn't want to. It moved my heart. Mm-hmm. And you see people growing in a life of prayer that way. I just say the biggest thing about prayer, techniques are helpful. We've got some of those. I think just the actual doing it, lots of and lots of hours of doing it is how you learn how to pray, how you learn the language of your heart, how you learn how to hear the voice of God, how you learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And again, we, we've got trainings on how to teach people all those things, but it really comes down to, it doesn't matter what we teach somebody, if they're not spending hours and hours in prayer. Those things, uh, they're really kind of difficult to mm-hmm. cultivate.
0: Yeah, and, and, and even if you're hearing this and you're like, God, ah, I want that, but I'm just not really there yet, just pray and ask the Lord to take you there Amen. to cause you to become Amen. hungry and thirsty to talk mm-hmm. to Him in prayer. Amen.
2: And and the thing that we do is the room is open 18 hours a day if somebody wants to come in for 10 minutes well, yeah. and leave. yeah. If they want to come in for 10 hours, whatever mm-hmm. they want to do. So the the doors are always open. But what we're looking for to help the ministry, help us grow, we do a service to the whole public. The doors are open all the time. Come whenever you want. Mm -hmm. But to help us grow, we ask for people to actually commit to time blocks yeah. to actually be able to help expand the hours and make sure there's people in the room.
0: Well, and and one last thing, and then we'll go, get to the end. For for me, too, one thing that has just been so powerful in my prayer life we've already discussed, but not on a personal level, is praying pray, praying the scriptures. Amen. And I'm looking at it right here at him. He's mm. an answer to a specific scripture I prayed, which was, God, send me a husband mm. who's going to love me mm. like Christ loves the church. Amen. Because my list was so long, it right. just, it, you know, I rolled it up, and it would just scroll out if I had un- mm-hmm. unrolled it. It was so long, and I got so tired of that. And so I found me a scripture in the, in the Bible, <coughs> and that's what I prayed in, in, concerning a husband. And when we met, and the third time I think we went out, and Scott prayed mm-hmm. for me, that's exactly what he prayed. He said, God, show me how to love Teresa. The way Christ loves the church, mm. and I was
2: blown you knew away. It was God. I love it.
0: Oh yeah, and he was. We both. I, it was. He was so sweet to give us that confirmation because mm-hmm. we both had been through a lot. Yeah. So yeah, and that was his heart. I was praying the heart of God. He says, "Husbands, love your wives the way Christ loves
2: the church." Yeah.
0: So anyway.
2: Well, on, on that point, we—that's that's the so, way we built our prayer model, God. is to pray the scriptures, yeah. because it's one thing that we can all agree on, no matter what our background was, our raising is that the Bible is the word of God. So sure. let's pray the Bible. And as we do, then we can all come into agreement. And uh, and so that's the model that we use for all of our prayer meetings. Every prayer that's prayed on a mic, yeah. on a microphone for the room, is it's pray. it's a scripture.
1: Love it. Wow. Well, Brad, if you had, I mean, there's so much, you know, I mean, really and truly into this podcast for everyone who's listening, whether you're a believer, whether you think you're a believer, or whether you're not a believer. Something has been said in this podcast today to touch your heart. But if you had to have one thing, one takeaway for people that are listening today, Brad, what do you, What would that be? God listens when we pray. Hmm. But if you don't pray,
2: there's nothing to listen to. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and so... I love I, that. good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> You got to pray. He he
0: he won't pray. He won't listen if you don't pray. (laughs) That's right.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: Listen, (laughs) if you pray.
2: And so, you know, uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the message. And, uh, we've just created a space where it's easy to do it in. Mm -hmm. We've created a space where it's the normal thing that happens, where fellowship happens out of the place of prayer, where, where discipleship happens out of the place of prayer. But it all really comes Mm -hmm. down to when we came to know Jesus, we came into a relationship and that relationship is about communication. And that communication is called prayer.
0: Yeah. And all relationships require good communication. Amen.
2: And a lot of it.
1: Well, I just want to be, you know, up front and just say, Brad, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, This guys. has been a not only a fun podcast, this has been an extremely enlightening podcast for you listeners listening and for Teresa and myself. I think what you just said about, you know, Hey, man, God wants to listen to you, but you need to pray. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty cool. I mean, I never thought about it that way, you know? Like, that's true. You know what I mean? You know? Oh, God doesn't listen to me. Well, he talked to him. How much you But, you <laughs> know, here we you are. saying
0: anything. Yeah. Talk to him. Yeah, here
1: we are. Uh, Brad Stroop, a former atheist that God drew to him. And Brad accepted that Mm. offer and said, yes, Lord, what do you want me to do? Went to Africa, drawn back here to the United States, and now is opening a prayer room and has been doing so for the last 10 years almost. And God continues to bless this place because it's about him and to glorify him. So Brad, thank you. Thank you guys. You know, your beautiful wife and two little girls. Um, you know, Brad was telling us how, you know, earlier that his this little girl uh, prayed herself to sleep. You know, on the on the, on the monitor, they could hear her. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Six your months. I mean, what six it. months old? Know, yeah. two, That's the two, and a and two, two year old. Yeah. 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 I mean, the six month old. I mean, I'm sure she's doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, she just can't, you know, visualize right now. So. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, you want to get into the presence of God. Do you want to know God's presence? Listen. Go to the prayer room. Okay? Amen. What what address is it is the prayer room at right now? Yeah, it's
2: uh 1701 Martin Luther Drive. Yeah. Okay. And that's Arlington 76010. What church is that? It's uh, it's at Prince of Peace Church, okay. but the the website is the way to go. Go to okay. the prayerroomdfw.com, the prayerroomdfw.com and it'll have all the information about what we do we do a saturday night encounter service people can come to and we're receive coming saturday t- after. oh you guys are coming that's yeah, great yeah you guys come join us you know if you're in england just let us know we'll pick you up at the airport okay <laughs> amen 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 so our prayer schedule is online there it tells everything
1: about our ministry what all we're doing ways that they can get involved Awesome. And and you're going, you're moving, transitioning hopefully by July. I mean, I'm July, August, July, August, whatever. in yeah, there. You know, and that's going to be in Pentigo and uh, keep following their website because they will update their address. Absolutely. Their new address uh, because they're in this church who have been so gracious to them to let them use this space. But, you know what? It wasn't home. Amen. It was you know? Season. I mean, even when they were in the desert, you know, they had tents to bring with them. And when they put their tents up, at least they knew they were home, you mm-hmm. know, even though they're still wandering in the desert, you know. And so that's what the prayer room needed. It, it's getting it. it. And I and I know by by the Holy Spirit that this prayer room is going to be small, too small here in about three years. Amen. Amen. Then we we'll might have to get a little bit bigger. Maybe we'll go to maybe we'll go to Jerry. Maybe we can talk to Jerry Jones and he can just open up Texas Stadium. You know, the idea. There we go. AT and T Stadium. You know, would that be a, would that be a good home?
2: I think that's a great spot. Well, this
1: in, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Why not? Come on. Come on, Jerry. Why not? Give it up. You know, Billy Graham can fill it. You know, I mean, he's anointed. There Amen. you go. So, uh, well, listen, we're just so happy to have had you today, Brad. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. And you know, we're just listening to Brad. Um, how encouraging it is to us as believers. To know that God does hear us, you know, uh, you're speaking to a guy who was so lost that I ran from Jesus for 40 years of my life mm. until He drew me to Him. And the privilege and the honor that I get, and that you get, and we all get, is to pray to Jesus mm. and just say, "Thanks, thank you, Lord." For allowing me to wake up again and be, be your child. I know there's some people out there right now that have been in church. You may have been burning up the pew for 40 years, 30 years. And you're thinking, yeah, I said the prayer, but I never gave my heart to him.
2: Oh, come on.
1: Maybe there's some people out there driving around going, you know what, man, I don't believe in this Jesus, but man, there's something was said today that kind of resonated with me and something's kind of pulling at my heart. That's God drawing you to Him. So we're going to give you that opportunity right now is to give your life to Jesus from your heart. Truly mean it. You may have said it when you were five years old, but you're thinking right now, I never meant it. I didn't even know what I was doing. Well, here it is. Do you know him? Do you want to know him? Well, if you pray this prayer with us, the scripture says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you would please pray this prayer with us. Know that you're saved. And now you can start glorifying Jesus. Father, we love you. Thank you for who you are. Lord, we know you died on that cross that you rose on the third day. And because of the cross, you say if we ask you to forgive us of our sins from a sincere heart, you'll forgive us. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, today, I give you my heart, my mind, and my soul. I give my everything to you because you gave your everything to me. It's in the powerful and matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well thank you Lord and and, uh, those of you who prayed that prayer of salvation man we want to hear from you. You know God just did you know but it says you know you, you, uh, you need to confess it. You need to confess it to man as well. You know tell the whole world man. I mean you know I know you're jumping up in Jordan. I know the angels are right now. You know they're having a party in your name. And so uh, email us at info at org, or go to our Facebook page, Living It Up, Beginning Again. Like us, comment, share. Share to your friends. You just gave your life to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for listening, Brett. Again, thank you for being here. Thank you for Holy Spirit for moving so yeah. powerfully in yeah. our in our time together. Yeah. Anyway, and until we talk to you tomorrow, everybody, keep on living it up.
1: Why are we getting again?